Hey girl, and welcome to the Love Unleashed podcast with your host, me, Nikki Syme. I am a love and relationship coach, and I am on a mission to empower women just like you in love, to ensure that you get to experience the most incredible loving relationship that you desire and deserve with week I am going to be opening up conversations around topics such as love, men, sex, relationships and dating and I will be going all in for you. There will be no stone left unturned girl so if you are ready to dive in let's get started. Hello, divine, gorgeous beings of love. Welcome back to Love Chats on the Love Unleashed podcast. I am so excited about my beautiful guests that I have joining me today. So as you guys know, I'm all about empowering women in love to find love and then sustain really beautiful, thriving relationships. But sometimes we get to that point in our relationship where we've done all that we can and we know that it's time for it to be released. And sometimes we don't quite know how that's going to look. We know what we want it to actually feel like, but we're not quite sure how to navigate that journey. So that's why I wanted to bring this beautiful woman on and have a chat with us today in regards to conscious uncoupling. She has just gone through a beautiful release of a marriage and the way that she has processed it and from what she shared, I was just like, boo, I have to get this out to my people. So please join me in welcoming this divine, gorgeous woman, a fellow Nikki. Nikki is. Hi. Hey, gorgeous. Hey, How gorgeous. are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm well. Beautiful. So as I said in that little intro, I witnessed your journey of uncoupling or releasing your marriage to your beautiful husband, Luke. And it was really inspiring to see such a loving release. And I think, you know, we've definitely been programmed to believe that relationships and breakups have to be hard and challenging and full of resentment and anger and angst. So it was really beautiful to see such a loving release. So I would really love for you to share a little bit about that and possibly your journey to get to that point where you were able to actually release with love. Mm, Yeah. And yeah, I want to start by saying that, like, you know, in the work that you do, Nikki, we see so many people who struggle in these relationships. Um, and especially we think that breakups are hard and they're full of resentment and anger, but they can actually be really beautiful. Mm. And the experience that I learned was that I fell more in love with my husband when we were parting ways, when we were separating. Um, and it did feel really um, unnatural because we were like, we feel so in love yet we know that it's not the right thing to do and I think that that's the highest version of love like Mm -hmm. unconditional love means like loving someone with no attachment and being able to let them go at the same time knowing that you know it's for their highest good and also honoring yourself as well but yeah it wasn't always easy we definitely had our moments um Mm -hmm where we're, we're miscommunicating and we're out of alignment. And especially when we're, when we're getting to the stage of like we're separating, it's usually because our values and our beliefs aren't completely in alignment. So you're, you're definitely going to rub each other up the wrong way. But when you learn about, okay, so they value this and you might value that and not trying to change or alter them, just like allowing them to have their response and their reaction. It's, um, it's really, really beautiful because I think we always want to be right. 
Mm-hmm. And when we have they just these discussions like um, about, you know, getting our needs met or what we want in the relationship, it's like, well, my way is the only way where we kind of need to depersonalize ourselves from the situation and look at the other person's point of view as well. And I guess for me and Luke, like it was a really slow burn. A lot of people um, probably didn't even realize that we were probably working on our relationship before we got married. And especially like right into our honeymoon, like that's where the work really kicked in. Um, Oh, wow. So it was really early on that there was, you know, the effort really being made. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I really want to take the opportunity to honor Luke. He is such a beautiful man. And, um, I know that he says the same things back about me mm. and we look back at our relationship and we realize that was so many moments where we weren't choosing ourselves that we just wanted this, like, you know, loved up bliss, but really we weren't getting our own needs met early, early on. Like we oversee all these things early on a relationship because we're in this honeymoon phase and it's like, yes, you just say yes to everything or like, you know, and even um, the red flags are going bang, 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 bang. And you're like, yes, give me more. Give me more, right? Exactly. And I think we've been fed that, that fantasy and that Hollywood and that Disney romance. It's like, and then when we think we've found it, when we know like deep down that it's not actually right still, we're still desperately holding on to that fantasy. Yeah. And I think that for both of us, like we, we were friends ever since we were like 14 as well. Um, and so to be together, it was very safe. It felt really safe, but there were so many different pieces of the puzzle that we couldn't fulfill for each other. And we like there was a bit of expectation there as well, that because you had been together so long, it was just expected of you to get married and, and continue being. Yeah. Well, we, we were friends from like 14 and then um, we both had like partners and then we got together when I was like a long time after, like when I was 24. Okay. So, um, you know, we both grow and change and I got into that relationship only three months after my suicide attempt. So I was in this kind of role of like beginning to take back my power for myself and looking after myself and like really honoring myself love. And then I had this man came in who like sat in front of me and was like, I'm going to take care of you for the rest of my life. I'm going to make sure that you never feel like that. And to any other broken victim, like you're like, Oh, that's the nicest thing in the world. Like, yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) But what I did was I allowed him to, to, have that power over me he then became my hero and I wasn't able to be the hero for myself first not saying that he can never be that man that king that hero for me but I need to be that for myself and so I started otherwise it becomes codependency right exactly so dependent on him Mm. yeah and and that's what I became I I noticed that I became so dependent it wasn't until I did those big self-development programs that I realized my patterns and my stories and what I've been like, you know, drilling up in my head and that I've always felt that I needed a man to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And when I come back to it, it's like we weren't really fulfilling each other in, in a lot of the areas of our marriage and, and of our life. And I was like, this is not sustainable. And I love you so much that you deserve the happiness that you're craving because I'm a little bit uncon- like con- unconventional, a little bit quirky, a bit weird. I love to hula hoop and dance and he's very responsible. He's very like, you know, um, just 
yeah, we're just, we're just different and it's beautiful. Um, but I think it's really important that you need to allow yourself to express yourself fully with your partner. If you're hiding away or, or you're only being a, a certain percentage of yourself mm. with someone, that's a clear indication that you need to, um, you know, bring more of yourself out and see if they, if they um, are attracted to that or maybe they simply like let that person go so you can be with someone who loves you for you. Yes. And that's the thing we tend to put these masks on because we create these stories of, well, I'm only lovable when I'm like this. And, and, you know, that can be from experiences that you've had as a child or what you've heard from your parents or whatever, but what it really comes down to, and I've experienced the same with my partner, Gary, is that when you can re- actually strip away those masks and be your truest, most authentic self, then your relationship just, it goes to another level. It's like a whole new dimension, you know, when you, there's that full self-acceptance within and allowing someone to see that and be loved in that space. It's just mm-hmm. like, holy, it's so freeing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the lead up to, so you obviously, you know, you got married. So how old were you when you got married? I was 26. 26. So a couple of years after you guys got together and then, um, so how long have you been married for? We were married for two years. Beautiful. So 26, 27. Yeah. Yeah. Two years, two years. So we're married for two years. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess because like our, um, our jobs, have always kept us very busy. So we never really addressed the relationship. He's always away. He's a, he became appointed the CEO at 26 and um, I was immersed into my own business and we were always like away from each other. And when you're in that state, you're like, Oh, things are going fine. Things are great. But like I said, when you begin to do that inner work, I started to self-reflect and be like, oh, this is actually not normal, Mm -hmm. that we need to address this and this is not something that we can sustain forever, like something's going to have to give. And I guess when you're separate, like separated for so often, so much of it too, is that you're not having those triggers come up so much, right? You can kind of live in a bit of denial or bliss of just going, no, we're great, we're great, like you said. And then when Mm -hmm. you actually come back together, the cracks kind of start to show a little bit or the triggers come up and you're like, Oh my God, I can't deny this anymore. Mm, Yeah. And it's really important. Like I work now with like a few people in relationships and even just like my one-on-one clients. And I'm like, you need to know your partner's love languages. You know, what's, uh, I also get them to do the sexual blueprint language and you know, what are you doing for each other? It's like scheduling in those things. Like, yes, you're having date night, but maybe like, are you actually like connecting are you actually having those conversations where you're eye gazing and and you're dropped in and you're not on your phone and you're not watching the tv because there's like spending time like spending quality time or just spending time or just yeah um wasting time (laughs) (laughs) because watching tv with your partner is actually not spending quality time um and i realized that that's what we weren't doing it was just like we were existing Um, and so it got to, um, yeah, like it's nearly been a year where we begin, we begun to address it. Okay. So how, what did that look like? What was the journey? Cause I know it's not, I think a lot of people, like you said, just kind of made that assumption that it happened really quickly. Right. Mm. So the journey, what did that look like to get to that point where you finally were both like, yeah, we get to release this now. Yeah. I, it started off with a conversation. Um, we went out to dinner and um, we just asked each other, like, how, how, are you, how are we doing in this relationship? And, um, you know, I really spoke what's on my heart. And I said that I'm not feeling, I feel like there's been a disconnection. And um, 
I can't really put my finger on it, but like, you know, I really want to work towards it. And when initially when we went into it, we go, we're going into this to fix our relationship. And I, Mm. and I think that's really important because you want to go in with hopeful eyes and it's okay with the result that comes out of it. I feel like if you're going in, you're like, I'm going into breakup. Like if you have a clear indication and that's it, then maybe that's the right answer for you. But I'm like, we can't give up on love. And so I was like, you know, we're going balls deep. We're going to like really try to make this work because I really love this human and he loves me back. Um, And I think that's really important. I, I, just sorry, just to cut mm. you off there. It's like, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, well, how do you know when it's time to break up? And I'm a firm believer is that because I had to ask myself this question at the end of last year as well. It was like, and one of my girlfriends said back to me, she was like, Nick, have you given it a hundred and a hundred percent? Have you gone all in on your relationship? Have you loved him in ways that felt aligned for you? And like, you were fully showing up for yourself in that relationship and that relationship. And the answer at that point was no, there were still parts of me that was really, I was really holding back. And I knew in that moment that if I had walked away, there would have been regret there because I hadn't given it my all. So it's like making that decision and asking yourself those questions. Have I given it everything? Have we both given it everything? Have we both committed to really going all into that and making this the work so that if we do walk away, that we know what we've given it our all, especially mm. if there's love there. Obviously it's different for toxic relationships and all that kind of thing. But I think that's a really big, like a, an important question to be asking and sitting with is, you know, am I just going to give up on this or do I get to take that set radical self-responsibility and look at myself and go, hang on a minute. How have I actually been in this relationship? Mm-hmm. So I love that. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. And <clears throat> you know, we both had the discussion. I was like, if we both work on ourselves and like look at the areas in our, in our life that we feel out of alignment and like we really do that work on ourselves, then the, our relationships were probably going to bloom and prosper. So we started like going to the gym together and we were eating really healthy and we had like the, our own like goals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we, we were also doing the work on ourselves, which was really good. And through that, we started to become really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like having yeah. this like great friendship relationship. And yeah, there's also been moments of like peaks and troughs, like, you know, alcohol play. I don't, I hadn't drunk in like seven years. Um, but like alcohol played a factor with Luke, like, um, because I don't drink and he does, it's like, we're on different frequencies. So we'd have this miscommunication when he would be out drinking and stuff and we couldn't really connect. So there would be those, those uncomfortable arguments. And then we'd have to kind of pull the pieces back together the next day. And these are all little things that people never see. People don't, you know, on social media, we don't show the little arguments and, and the mishaps. Um, So yeah, we navigated from trying to, we worked on ourselves, we're working on each other. And then it got to the point where it's like nothing is moving forward. We're in like this stagnant energy. And if anything, the more that we tried, the more we were like hitting walls and we'll, we're just pissed off and like frustrated at the whole process. And we're like, we can't do this anymore. Like, I love you. You love me. Every time we sit down and try to have these heart to heart conversations, you're not real, like we're not, we're just reacting. We're not really feeling and listening to what the other person is saying. We're just reacting. So it was, I took it upon myself. I actually asked the universe. I was like, universe, send me like a holistic marriage counselor, like someone who's just going to get it. And the next day I went to the little bookshop um, in Cronulla and my friend there, I was kind of telling her about my situation. She was showing me a few books and she goes, actually, like, I know this perfect woman she connected me and she's like super holistic. She does like meditation before and after the the sessions. She has like a session um, with each of us individually and then a session like sessions together. And 
like the individual sessions for me, it was quite normal because I'm in this world. Like I do a lot of coaching myself, but for Luke, he's never been in a, in a situation <laughs> like where, yeah, where he was like being coached, like where he was actually being heard and mm. reflecting on what his values were. And then I would never forget the moment where she made us do our own values sheet and we wrote them next to each other and then we read them out aloud and his values was like family, um, you know, friends and like all these like, like pretty much like doesn't want to change. Like it was like all these like really beautiful, solid foundational things that I like, I love and adore, but I was all about adventure and, my number one was personal growth and development. If I'm not growing, then I'm like, mm. that's not okay for me. And he's, he, that wasn't on his spectrum at all. So when we were reading it out, the level of uncomfort being like, holy crap, we are so different. Yet yeah. we have so much love for each other. This is not going to work. And in that moment, very early on in our, um, in our holistic counseling sessions, we realized that this is probably not going to be a forever thing. Mm. And I started to begin to look at Luke in a whole different way. Like I looked at him like he was this China, like golden, beautiful China that I only had for a certain amount of time. And I didn't know when that was going to expire. And I knew that we weren't going to be together forever and that this relationship was coming to a close. And so I was like, I'm going to love on this man until the moment that I need to leave that home for good. And like, I'm about to cry. <laughs> and like everything that he would do, I would look at like the little tendencies that used to piss me off. I'm like, Oh my God, look at him do that. Oh my God. I love him. Oh my God. And like, we, and he would do the same to me and like we'd come together at the, in the counsellor session and we'd bring up things that were on our heart that have been pissing each other off for so long. But we would do it in a way that we were like hugging each other and holding each other's hands and looking at each other's eyes and, and bawling our eyes out and crying. And, but still with that compassion, like mm. we, we allowed ourselves to, to share and to, to really vent and voice. But we were like, this is my experience of you or this relationship this is not who you are and I and I and I love you regardless and I love that that the what you just said there about this is my experience of you not actually who you are I think that's really important mm, yeah yeah, yeah. so you're like just falling in love like I just feel like I want to encourage everyone it's like if you're if you're feeling the need to begin to lovingly let go of this relationship go all in like love fucking hard, like do the work on yourself. A lot of the time is like what your partner's reflecting to you is a, like a version of yourself because we're all mirrors of each other. So if you're getting like triggered, that's your work, right? So do the work on yourself, do the work together. If it's still not working, then yes, listen to yourself and lovingly step away and just like appreciate the lessons that person has given you. Because me and Luke said like, you know, at the very end, like we caught up last week for dinner um, and we said we wouldn't change a thing, like not one thing. Like we absolutely loved our marriage. We loved our wedding day. We loved like the time that we had together. Um, we still have so much love, like exchange between the both of us. And when I like, even when I was like moving out, he helped me sign the lease for my place on the Gold Coast. He helped me pack my bags and, you know, pack up the, the apartment. Um, 
when I moved up here and I came back after like a few weeks back to Sydney to visit him, you know, and we were finally closing that container of our marriage. I made us like, you know, I'm the, the crazy hippie, whippy, like witchy girl. And he's like this cool surfer business dude. But <laughs> I made us like hot cacao and I played our wedding song and we just sipped on like this beautiful heart opening medicine. And I gave him 15 minutes to talk to me about anything that was on his chest for a whole 15 minutes and I just sat and just smiled mm. and cried and listened and I gazed and I, I hadn't I wasn't allowed to talk back I just received and then I just spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke for 15 minutes and he received and then we finished our mug and we played our wedding song again and we stood in our living room that we were living in for five years and we just slow danced in the living room and just cried our eyes out and then we went to his parents and then sat down and said this is finally our decision and you know after a good nine months of working on it we've come to this and they were so happy for us and we went to my parents and my dad was super happy my mum worked her way around it yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear this and don't and I go, no mum we really love each other it's really good yeah and um which yeah, would have been foreign for them too I would imagine it's like how can so you break foreign. up and still be in love with each other like that doesn't make sense yeah mm. it's so foreign um and then like we had a discussion and we go, okay, this is all very new territory. Like it's, we've been together for like six, seven years. Um, I guess it's going to come to the time where we're going to date and that's going to feel really uncomfortable um, because you've been my priority for so long and I've been yours. And just know that when that time comes, like I will always honor and respect you and I will let you know first. And he said the same back to me and he goes, I just want to make sure that the person that I date next, that they're going to feel hundred percent okay and confident with you being in my life because you know, we have such a history and that you're going to be in my life forever. And I was like, yes, like the same with me. And I think that there definitely needs to be an integration period before you can become friends with your ex. And does it, um, also, like if you were friends before being in a relationship, it's a higher chance that you can become friends with your ex after a relationship. Um, but sometimes it just does not serve a lot of people. Sometimes yeah. there's still that energy ingrained and, you know, he's had discussions like last week we went out to dinner and we talked about, you know, that I'm seeing this beautiful man and he's talked about how he's been seeing a few women and that we were just so happy for each other. He was like, I am so happy for you. Like, I, I love that he's going to Bali with you. I'm like, I'm so happy for you. And I made a joke being like, how does it feel to be with a girl that has bigger boobs with, than me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm a, the little boobies. And we were just like joking. And it, and it just made me realize that like the love is still there. It's love. But like, there's no jealousy. There's no like, oh, like there's no comparison. It's just like, I want what you, what, like, what I want for me is what I want for you. And what I want for me is just deep love, appreciation. I want, I want to be like treated with respect and live in abundance and have my dreams fulfilled. And I want all of that back for him. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, just that, um, yeah, I just feel like how we treat our ex is we need to be so careful because energetically, like that's what's going to be coming back to us. Mm. Yeah. I actually, um, and something that's come up for me, like just listening to that in regards to the breakups and how people actually tend to break up and that whole, I think there's a lot of avoidance of that pain of ending a relationship and 
that's, I think that's where, you know, it's easier when you're angry and you're hurt and you can just be angry at someone. Right. But what's always under underlying the anger is deep sadness. And I love by, from what you've said and from the sounds of it is that you guys have really allowed yourself to go into that pain, you know, by listening to mm. the, the wedding song together and holding each other and the crying. And it sounds like you've really processed the pain of the separation really beautifully. Is that correct yeah, yeah that's correct like we've we've had to feel it and what mm. I haven't shown is like there's been moments where we've both been in complete fetal position on the, on the ground mm. like excruciating pain like the heartache has been real like my heart feels like it was ripped out of its chest not for one second was this easy yeah. but it gets to like it's the you know the short-term pain for the long-term pleasure instead of the, sh the short-term pleasure would have been you know me staying with Luke and then the long-term pain is like, you know, not getting my needs met and not choosing me. Yeah. Um, so we need to make sure that we're doing that, that first option. So I knew that the, the heartache would subside eventually. And, you know, just watching him go through his process as well was beautiful and also quite confronting. Mm. Um, but we held each other when we needed to. Yeah, it was, it was tough. Yeah, I can mm. imagine. I can imagine, like, even just thinking about... Like if Gary and I would ever separate and sitting and listening to our song and stuff, I would just be like, it's like, oh, I could feel the pain that that would bring on, you know, mm. but then what's the alternative to that is, is being angry and being frustrated and suppressing that emotion and then carrying that with you for however many years until it finally explodes, right? So it's mm. a really healthy way. And I think there's a lot of people really afraid of that process of going into the pain, whereas yeah. they keep themselves stuck in prolonging the pain because mm. of that fear if that makes sense I'm trying to get that out right no they do yeah and that's in like a lot of areas of our life but especially yeah. especially in relationships it's just like we don't want to address the elephant in the room like we'd rather just tiptoe around it yeah. but the elephant's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger unless we're yeah. like okay <laughs> I have no choice but to actually like speak up yeah. And when we have those brave conversations, we inevitably grow. Yeah. Um, so just know that that's, that's what happens. Like I look at my life now and I'm like, this has only been, you know, I've been living on the Gold Coast and like separated now for, for six months. Um, and I'm so proud. I've never felt so in alignment and so happy and just so grounded. And I know that Luke's always like also in a really good beautiful place so we know that our hard work and that short-term pain we're coming out the other end and it feels really good to be in this space and yeah. and with just, a beautiful friendship that's going to continue mm. to grow and I love that you know and I don't think I think relationships you know we go through so much together and we really connect at a deep level and it's intimacy and it's physical connection and all of those things that encompass a relationship to then have that cut off and I agree you need that integration per pound period but I think a lot of relationships end with that anger and stuff and the friendship that is possible beyond that breakup never gets to be explored because people are afraid of the pain. Whereas you can actually have real, like I've got beautiful friendships. Like one of my exes who I was with for two and a half years, he and I, we catch up for dinner every time I go to Cairns. We have a mm. meeting. Like we were, when I was up in Cairns last time, we were up till 4am talking because we, managed to grow through our breakup really beautifully and there was a lot of pain and, and discomfort but we came out the other side as beautiful friends and I think it's really powerful to share more of those stories so that people actually realize you know it's possible for that to happen it's not easy totally. it's gonna fucking hurt right but mm. it's really really possible and it's beautiful yeah. 
Yeah, and it comes back to that attachment piece as well because we think that we have ownership on someone mm. else and when they're taken away from us, we're like, no, but they're mine and now they're with someone else, no, but they're mine and, like, then that hurt comes in. But when we learn to, like, not to – it's nearly impossible to learn to love without attachment but become awareing, like, become aware of that attachment mm. and remember to come back to self. Um, like that was such a huge lesson for me to remind myself that Luke is actually not my priority. He's his own priority and I am my own priority. And that like, I'm allowed to love him and I'm allowed to also love myself more. Like I am, when people like give me hugs, this is just something so silly, but like people give me hugs and they're like, I love you, Nikki. I'm like, I love me too. And I love you. (laughs) Like we always need to remember that like, we're not going anywhere. Like yes. we can't actually. We're a sure thing. Ourselves. Like yeah, for the rest of our lives, right? <laughs> yes, we are a sure thing. And um, yeah, everyone else, um, we we can't actually promise forever. Like no. that is, it's it's actually something that um, and I guess that's what marriage marriage has taught me because I stood, you know, facing Luke and said that this is forever, but mm. we don't know where the future is going to take us. And so um, I'm just so happy to be able to experience love in the now and just yeah. and just keep feeling into that presence of, of that love and experience instead of that future thinking and how things should pan out. Because I think that we put too much expectations on ourselves to be somewhere at a certain time and to hit those milestones. But like, ah, let's just take a few breaths and just like really melt into this loving moment, whether it's yeah. the love with yourself or with another person. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I reckon my vows, if I ever get married, there will definitely be, you know, I promise to love you now and mm. now and now and now. And that's all I can give you because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Mm. And that's okay. And that's the beauty of just being present and living in the moment is that it releases that pressure. It releases the expectation and you get to actually just fully enjoy what it is that you have happening right now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So is there anything else that you would like to share with the viewers in regards to if they're kind of struggling, if they're trying to like make this decision and like, was there kind of three top tips that you can give to them in order to Mm. support them in making this transition? Yeah. So number one would be listen to your intuition. So a lot of the time we ask, especially in relationships, we ask everyone else for (sighs) advice and support. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> is he all right? What do you think? Should I do this? Yeah. How is he? Like, does he nice guy? He's a nice guy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so it's like we need to remember that we're our own guru. Yeah. And like literally like if you write it on a little piece of paper and you could write underneath like yes or no, stay or leave or like and feel into it and what feels heavy and what feels light and mm. choose that decision based on your own self. Because if you make a decision based on what someone else has said, what your best friend said, then like you're always going to blame that other person. Oh, I'm, I probably shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have listened to this person. So listen to yourself first. And you know, like your intuition speaks loud and clear. If you're constantly getting roadblock after roadblock, that means that like your intuition's pissed off at you and it's like, listen to me. Yeah. So number one, listen to your intuition. Number two, you don't need to do it on your own. Um, get additional support, like I was saying. So make sure that you, you know, if, if it's a marriage counsellor, if it's a psychologist, like a trained um, relationship psychologist, whatever it is, or, yeah, like even just like a natural healer, just someone that's like 
the the middleman that is just kind of buffing you guys because it can just be so reactive and that's what really helped for me and Luke and we are still in contact with our um, therapist like way after the separation just because she was such a massive part of our lives so Mm. I definitely think that that's really necessary and and even if you're not thinking about breaking up, just go and see someone. Like seriously, that's the best decision that we've ever made is just to have mm-hmm. that person on the outside of the relationship to give feedback. Mm. You just sit there and you go, oh, shit, because often it's hard to take feedback from that person that's pissing you off, right, or <laughs> that mm. person that's like closest to you. So just yeah. get that support. It's, it's the best thing you'll ever do for your relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess the last one is like, is like, look at the other person through the eyes of like the angels, like li- literally look at them through like a lens of love and mm. just know that the triggers that they're showing you is a reflection of yourself that you get to work on. And you can have those really beautiful, brave conversations as well. But like from a place of love, like the plant seeds of love in all areas of your life, but plant 10 or 20 in the relationships of your life because our relationships are our biggest assignments. And where are you not infusing love into certain relationships? Because mm. maybe the more difficult ones you need to inject more love into. And also just like loving yourself along the way. Don't lose yourself in a relationship. Like, mm. cause you're going to get like, you know, years down the track and you're going to feel, um, yeah, you're going to just not feel completely fulfilled. Um, and that's, that's how like I felt, like I felt like I was only sharing a version of myself. So if I just kept honoring me and making sure that I was speaking up in certain times and, all of that, like that would be so beneficial, but um, definitely that's probably the biggest tip is just like seeing the other person through a lens of love. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Releasing that baggage, releasing the stories, releasing everything we've been told. And that's something I think has really shifted for me in the last few months with Gary is that, and just men in general, I'm really viewing, I hated men for a really long time, didn't trust them. Mm. Um, so now that lens is completely shifted. I was looking through a lens of distrust and keeping myself guarded. And now that's completely shifted and it's beautiful mm. to actually look at them and just adore men like men are beautiful. So good. Mm-hmm. All right, my love. So anyone who's wanting to connect with you, divine woman, where can they do that? How can they do that? The best place is Instagram. So it's Nikki underscore airs, A-Y-R-E-S. I'm always active and sharing my stories on there. Um, my website has all of my latest what ha- what's happening. So yeah, it's just what's going on. What have you got? Oh, you've got a retreat coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I got a retreat in October. I do still have one spot left. It's been a funny one. <laughs> it's been up for a while. So if anyone's listening, you're more than welcome to join. Um, mm-hmm. I run um, retreats like, you know, three, four times a year, mostly in Bali, sometimes in Australia. And then um, I run Heartbeats, which is a cacao aesthetic dance visual alchemy on the Gold Coast and down the Sunshine Coast as well. When's Uh, the next one for Gold Coast? The next one's back when I'm back from Bali. So it's October 26th, which will be fun. Yeah, so pop that in your calendar. But, um, yeah, and then I'm on Facebook as well, just my name. Just if you search my name on Google, you'll find me. So just Nikki Ez. Cool. (laughs) I'll drop all the links as well in the description for everybody. And thank you. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story and just, um, yeah, just opening that container for others to feel like it's okay what you're going through. It's totally normal. So human, you know, I'm really about focusing on bringing these real conversations in. So I really appreciate you being a part of that. You're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me on. This is the first time that I've gotten to speak about this topic as well. And I've loved it. So thank you, Nikki. You're welcome.
Thanks for listening, Goddess. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please feel free to leave me a comment or review. Also, for more love vibes and daily inspiration, come and join me on Instagram at Nikki Syme. I'm sending you so much love and I will talk to you soon.